Woe is me, for I'm ruined. Welcome to the Woe is Me podcast with Isaiah Gonzalez and Jory Norton. Thank you for listening, and God bless. Hey guys, welcome back. Um, man, I'm so excited to be back here with Isaiah. Isaiah, how, how are you doing, man? Man, I'm doing great, man. I'm glad to be back with another podcast episode. Yes, sir. So not only am I here with Isaiah, just like every other week, but I'm also here with a very dear friend of ours, uh, Paige. Paige, how are you doing? I'm good. <laughs> Paige is a real good close friend uh, of me and Jory. Uh, so Paige, just give us a little background information about uh, where you're from and how you know us so well. Okay, so uh, I'm Paige. <laughs> I'm a senior at Clyde's. <laughs> And I know Jory from, like, intermediate school, go way back. Um, and Isaiah, we met, I don't know, I still don't know, maybe freshman or sophomore year of high school at Camp Butman. Yeah, Camp Butman yeah. is, just holds a special place in all our hearts. So just that's how close we are um, with one another is because of camp. But the reason we have Paige on here is uh because uh of testimonies uh me and jory gave a really like deep like our whole life testimony i guess you could say uh, on our first podcast episode but what we really wanted Paige to be on here for is so she could share her testimony of like how god called her called her to ministry um how she uh wants to be all in for the lord or how she is already all in for the lord she's an amazing woman of god um and just the light that she wants to reach other people so Paige, i'm gonna let you take the floor uh just tell us just like how how god called you to ministry what type of ministry and just give us a little uh a little more in depth about that yeah right so it goes kind of way back to sixth grade at camp button you know the famous place um we had Thursday night where it's all emotional and everything and they had a little like call to ministry and probably like 50% of the whole building stood up but I stood up with them because I was like you know that kind of sounds cool um not really like I felt the tug on my heart but I really stood up because all my friends were standing um and then every year after that I also stood up again and just kind of as I developed my relationship with the Lord, I really understood that, like, serving him is something that I wanted to do. But I didn't understand the how big of a thing that was when I was younger. Um, so, going into high school, I really wanted to do ministry, but I also really wanted to be a nurse. So, I kind of pushed God to the side and was like, listen, I will serve you, but uh, in my own way. Um, so I did that for a little bit and then <clears throat> I really fell off in my walk with Christ probably like sophomore year through quarantine and everything got super distant didn't go to church for a year um, and then whenever I finally got reinvolved it was at Beltway I love Beltway and I don't just the first week being back I was like I'm ready to be all in for the Lord like that time away really showed me that life without God is not it, but not how you're going to get anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I kind of went through that process of redeveloping my relationship with the Lord. And 
I, during this time when I was rededicating my life to him, I was feeling the call back into ministry. And I was like, man, I just don't, I really don't know what this means for me. Um, And one of the days after church, I got, I, during church, I prayed about just like, what do you want from me, Lord? And I got home and I had found a note that was written to me back in seventh grade at church camp. And it was talking about, it was this random counselor. He gave it to me and it basically explained that like, one day you will lead people. Like I see power and authority in you and like your presence brings people to the Lord. Um, so I found that and I was like, word, I guess. <laughs> I guess <laughs> I'm in. Um, so I kind of looked more into it. And then junior year, I was on fire, really trying my best to live for the Lord. You know, highs and lows, stuff happens though. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I kind of fell away a little bit, I would say, just because I didn't really feel supported in my walk to in ministry. Um, I had a job at Beltway, like I was serving in different ways, but I just didn't really feel like anybody was like rooting for me in that way. Um, and then this year at camp, I got there even, (laughs) let me back up. (laughs) Even whenever I wasn't feeling very supported, I was still like, I went on mission trips. I'd been working at camps all summer. Um, just really living out my walk of Christ, even though I wasn't feeling it at the time. And then church camp came around and I just came in and I was just getting wrecked every (laughs) single moment of every day, really. Um, And so many people were just speaking life and speaking love into me and just encouragement. And truthfully, that's where I realized that like, I don't need the encouragement of like my friends or my school or whatever, but that like the only person that can encourage you in your walk with Christ is obviously God. So that just really like lit me on fire. And one night at camp, third Wednesday night, we were up on the hill and I was just kind of praying to the Lord about what my next steps with him looked like. And I got multiple different things, but I feel like something big that really ties into us three is when I was praying, I really just got a picture of a bunch of people in a field worshiping together. Um, So I just kind of like put that in my heart, kept it there for a little bit. And then Jory or Isaiah, one of y'all started the group chat talking about worshiping together. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that goes to Isaiah. I think that's the big man that started it. Yeah. <laughs> Not to pat myself on the back or anything. Yeah, you know. So, anyways, Isaiah had put us in a group chat, and he was like, "Hey, I really have this idea from the Lord that I think that we should just bring people together and fellowship and just like worship Him, whatever that looks like." Um, and so, me and Jory were all in. We were like, "Absolutely!" Like, we love that idea. We love the idea of just bringing teenagers together just to be in the presence of the Lord. Um, and so then the more we started talking about it, we were like, we'll go to different towns and just be in different places. And I felt like that was God, like really, what, what do we call it at camp? Like hitting me with a two by four and being like, this is it. Like, this is what I was telling you. And like, take that out of your bag of 
like keepsakes and use it right now. Yeah. That was the Lord really just like confirming that as much as I had been praying and asking for him to move in my life, he just was like, yeah, girl, (laughs) this is it. Um, I have a question uh, and something that you can go a little bit more in depth in on as well. Um, So obviously being a female in the church, like that's, uh, that's sometimes can, especially in like some denominations that can be like frowned upon or whatever. What has your experience with that been? And like, how do you feel like your call, like, I'm trying to think of a word this, like your call is still your call, no matter what your gender is or no matter what, like the Lord is still speaking to you to, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, funny that you asked that so I actually on my mission trip this summer was with a few people from different denominations and was spoken really harshly to about she had asked me what I wanted to study in college and I was like children's ministry and she was like yeah you can't do that (laughs) (laughs) and I was like what (laughs) um and she was like like as your role in the church what the bible says about women is that like you don't belong with like a leadership role um and so that was like a part that really kind of like discouraged me that was one of the parts where I was like all right god like you're I'm over it I can't (laughs) um just kind of like discrediting my own call and being like well if this is what he says then like if that's what the bible says I can't argue with it right um but following up on that I kind of went more into scripture and more into what those verses that speak against women in the church the context of them which is really important um and also just something I talked to our our bud Cole at camp about was the same the same God that lived in the Bible lives now Mm. so the same spirit and that was leading Paul and all the disciples in their walk after Jesus had gone to heaven, the same spirit that lived in them lives in me. Right. Um, And the same God that called them can call me. So just because other people have stuff to say that seems like louder because it's like straight to my face doesn't mean that like what God is saying is any less important. So I just kind of like held to the fact that like, I know that there's too many signs and too many pulls on my heart to go into ministry. And there's just so much that I know the Lord has for me Mm -hmm. that I can't let like a few little things discourage me from that. Right. Yeah. And I I totally, that's what I I like about Paige. Uh, She, you know, that, that time she was on a mission trip and those people were like saying like, yeah, you can't, they were throwing script scripture at her. And, you know, um, when you can't like argue against scripture, you know, but what Paige really did is that she really wanted to like the context and what the scripture actually says. And that was really awesome. And she really would say flag on the play. Yeah. Flag (laughs) on the play. She really, she really saw that penalty there. And um, she reviewed it and she was like, man, this doesn't sound right. I've had too many signs. The Holy Spirit was like telling her, man, I really got to figure out what it actually says because I know this uh, person's right. And, you know, she like asked me, she asked like um, 
Elder. She asked Mikey, the person we had um, with our podcast the uh, mm-hmm. other day. You know, it's just awesome how the Lord works. And uh, just like Paige's testimony, you know, uh, people are always going to come after come after you about saying like yeah you can't do it even like women in the church you know people say you can't do it um even um men are going to be persecuted sometimes it's like man you just don't like live the right life you really don't feel that call you really don't seem like the great speaker so i just know that god has a plan for you no matter what yeah and something really going into that is at that time when i was on the mission trip and that girl had been speaking to me that was a time when I was really on fire for the Lord and I was planning out all these things for the next year of like leading different groups at school and being on leadership at church and just like moving up in the church and doing different things when I was really on fire was whenever I would say the enemy really started throwing those lies at me to try to like confuse me and switch me up and it worked for a little bit like that's not a lie um But it was like, I could feel it in my stomach every time I was like, you're right. Like, I shouldn't be in ministry. Like, the Holy Spirit was like, you're literally so wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Think again. Ask someone else. Like, there's an answer in there because, like, you are called. Right. And I feel like um, every every person that is called to ministry, the Satan always, like, doubts them. Um, I remember whenever I, like, felt the tug to ministry was my freshman year. But I really, like, didn't start, like, knowing until, excuse me, until, like, going into my junior year or leaving, like, last year, I would say. Because just, like, the devil, the devil and the kingdom of darkness is really, is powerful indeed. Having all that doubt, it's like, man, I really, like, us as people who are called to ministry or preachers, whoever's listening to this, they really can't agree that you really have a target on your back like that for being called to ministry whenever i wasn't on fire for the lord it would have taken me a whole like u-turn yeah i mean i remember like like Pedro was saying like my first quote-unquote called ministry it's like it was my first year at camp and i was like man like this is something that like i've always been told i'm a good speaker and like i really feel like i could be doing something with this like the lord has given me this great gift and so like i started like doing my Instagram lives or whatever. And then like life just hits you. And if you're really not on fire and if you're really like not keeping that fire under your feet and have like an accountability partner and stuff like that, like it's so easy to fall off track and to like question your whole entire Mm -hmm. calling just because you've been doubted by a few people. Um, It's so easy to fall off, especially if you don't have good, which is what uh, me, Paige and Isaiah are trying to build right now. Uh, throughout like our weekend uh, I'm going to start calling them revivals like we've been calling it worship and <laughs> oh, man, uh, that's awesome. fellowship I, night I I'm, I'm going to start calling them revivals because that's what it is um, yeah. working throughout our youth revivals is fellowship and accountability partners and just people mm-hmm. who are also on fire with Christ that will keep you on track because if you don't have that it's so easy to be by yourself and just fall off yeah without a doubt and just like the the fire you have from worshiping God is awesome. Like at camp, you know, we had that fire. I really do think it was from being able to worship God and like with uh, teenagers. And that's why, that's why I had that vision from God during camp. I was like, man, it would be really awesome. We could just have like a group of people just praising God together. 
And that's when I texted Paige and Jory. I was like, hey, guys, let's do this. They were 100% down. Of course, they were. Um, but just keeping that fire under our feet is very important because if you lose it, it's very hard. It's very hard to get it back in my Very opinion. hard. Yeah. I think something that's really helped me over the past month, like leaving camp and even over the past year of like building my relationship with God, like keeping that fire isn't about like always feeling the spirit within. Mm-hmm. Like it's about having faith in him because as much as the enemy is going to throw at you, all of the lies that you're going to believe, if you just yeah. believe that God's on your side and that he is rooting for you, it's so much easier. Yeah. It's like Mikey was talking about at camp. Like whenever we had chapel on the hill or whatever, and he was like, he, and for everyone that hasn't been to camp, the way he explained it was like monuments in your faith. So basically like mm-hmm. a really, really tall, like peak point to where you're like the Holy Spirit's moving through you. Like uh, you're on fire for the Lord. Like those are really important times in your faith because whether you like it or not in your Christian walk, there's going to be valleys and there's going to be low points. And whenever you're in those low points, those monuments are what help you stay on track. Because you look back and you, and you remember and you're like, man, this is where I was. This is uh, how much I love the Lord. And th- this is how much I know the Lord loved me. And that's what keeps you on pace even when you're hitting hard times because you know that God is always still with you and God is always still rooting for you, like Paige said. And just because you're not at that monument right now does not mean that he's still not there in your dark times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I, couldn't, I couldn't agree with that more. Just like, dang, that was, that was awesome, man. So no matter what we're going through, no matter what valley, it's very important to just give thanks to the Lord. Because whenever we do just thank God for everything, he gives us um, He gives us the promise that he will um, guard our hearts. And you see, whenever we do need to guard our hearts, um, that's very important because our hearts are wicked and deceived. So, and just um, whenever we do... Uh, just go stay on fire for the Lord. It's very important to like keep that flame going. And I don't know about Paige and Jory, but I got a lot more be- a lot more ideas in my head that God wants us to do. Oh, and yeah. um just me, Paige and Jory, we're gonna we call ourselves the big three, I guess you could say. Um <laughs> just what just what we the love we have for God. Just we have all different kinds of call to ministry. I, I think I'm more of the side of like ministering to um men of god or just um men in general so i'm that's something i'm still working out so while we were at camp like Paige was talking about our good buddy cole who is a aspiring he goes to the wesley he's doing the academy do y'all remember like uh, he's going to be a minister like a pr- pastor right yeah, yeah yeah i'm pretty sure yeah um so i was talking with him and i'm like because like things are still murky um, and like yeah, yeah. waiting on God's time and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. I 100% believe that he's going to display that to me whenever he wants to. But uh, whenever I was talking to Cole about it and he was like, well, when, when you pray about it, when you like think about it, what do you see? And I was like, man, like knowing myself, like I don't stay stationary in one spot very well. And like, I just want to go talk to people. Like I just want to go spread the light. And he was like, man, it's like what you're telling me really just sounds like what he called street preaching. And really all that is, is, is it's like ministry. It's basically missionary work, but it's anywhere. So basically it, I don't have to have a home church or anything like that where I'm preaching at, but I'm basically just going to go and 
bring the good news to everybody that I can. And uh, yeah, that's basically what I, I feel called to do. Yeah. And um, I really do think that um, straight pe- preachers get the most persecution, in my opinion. Um, yeah. I've seen many, I've seen many videos on YouTube and just like um, all around social media of straight preachers spreading the word mm-hmm. and them getting like just hated on by like non-believers. It's just like so heartbreaking, but oh, you yeah. know, that's, I think that's what the people, uh, people out there who don't go to church can be contacted better in the street. And I, I really do think we need more people like that. So for me in ministry, I feel like it's really changed a lot over this past year. Like I really came in thinking that I wanted to go straight into children's ministry and just work with the littles. Um, and then I kind of switched to where I just feel like I have a lot to say and I have a really good knowledge that I want to share. Um, and the littles just can't understand the multitude of what I'm trying to teach. So again, yeah. at camp, Mikey was explaining that sometimes whenever you obey the Lord and his first call to you, which I did, I went and I worked with um, children's ministry for over a year now, um, that sometimes because of you obeying him, he'll take you further. Um, so I don't, I don't know what the next step in ministry for me looks like or where I'm going to end up, but full trust that right now all that we're doing super good yeah yeah. and i completely speak life over you on that like don't get derailed just because things change like it's gonna happen Mm -hmm. and that's not only is that like it's a little scary but it should be also very exciting because the lord can take you anywhere that he wants to and that's really Mm -hmm. exciting Yes. Yeah, and I I agree with that too. Um, I I got a little like funny words of advice to y'all that Cole gave me to like uh, that Cole gave me at camp. He said, um, Isaiah, if you ever pick up the pen again and uh, take it away from God, I will punch you in the face. <laughs> so <laughs> respect. Um, yeah, I was like, man, huh? I, I definitely won't pick it up now. But just letting y'all know that too. <laughs> listeners don't pick up the pen let god write your story and just follow his will and plan yes and if you don't know where to start honestly i would say just start with loving people like just do everything you can to serve each other and just love because if you're living in that and you're living in love and in walking in fellowship god's gonna walk with you and he's gonna open up your eyes to so many different possibilities in front of you Yep. All right. So it has been a blast. Uh, this was such a great conversation. I'm so glad that we've been able to do this with you, Paige. Thank you so much for agreeing with coming on. Um, yeah. Just a little shout out to all the listeners out there. Um, our next youth revival, if you are anywhere close to or not even really that close and you can drive there, that's also an option. <laughs> um, our next youth revival will be in Throckmorton, Texas on Saturday um september 4th at 6 30 and we want as many people that want to come there we're just spreading the good news and we're having a good time we're playing games eating snacks uh and then coming together at the end to really just worship our lord and savior and it's really it's such a beautiful thing and i want as many people as there that can come and experience this just great movement of the holy spirit be there Um, no excuses be there uh (laughs) So, yes, thank you, uh, Paige, again, for coming on and doing this with us. And uh, me and Isaiah will see you guys next week.
Yes, sir. Thank you, Paige, once again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> see you guys. All right, see you. Bye.